Cradeline Network. Borak Dog Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Eli, and this is the seventh episode of the Judge Dread Magazine Primer, a podcast where two Americans try to establish a foundation of knowledge to come to grips with the Judge Dread Magazine. This episode, we've we're, we've reached the end of our Primer series, and we're going to close it with some very recent events in the world of Judge Dread: the Necropolis Mega Event. Uh, Necropolis is collected in the Judge Dredd Complete Case Files number 14. It's written by John Wagner with the arts by Carlos Escaro and lettering by Tom Frank. Um, so, Eli, I'd originally planned to cover this, uh, this event here in uh, two parts, but we... Because I kept bringing it up and talking about it, like talking about the apocalypse war in our last episode seemed like a better move. And because of that, <laughs> I feel like I tossed you into the deep waters of Necropolis without like, you know, giving you the life preserver of some key background information as we start right. the story. <laughs> Following that metaphor, I did enjoy the swim and I did uh, taste some salt water. So I was under there for a little bit, but uh, it was overall – good experience. I think I even got a couple surprises that you probably didn't foresee uh, that I still enjoyed even not having, you know, some pieces of those, the information. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we kind of talked about it be- before the show, just how you were like, um, you know, you you smelled a, a rat with Judge Kraken being in, in Dredd's place <laughs> the start of the story from the start. Right, yes. <laughs> I, I, I think it's excellent just being able to how you've been yeah to be able to pick up enough about these characters to sort of be like this isn't this isn't my judge dread this isn't what what he do in this situation right exactly <laughs> uh yeah it was a lot of fun fantastic so i guess so i'll i'll try to give you the, the background now i guess um mm-hmm. oh i should say also um like the oz story that we talked about in our uh, in our chopper primer um necropolis is one of these big judge dread mega epics that plays out over the course of 26 weeks and each episode is like six progs long and so just to make it manageable for an episode i ended up having to cut 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 pieces down as well so we we don't have the full 26 we aren't going to talk about the full 26 um issues we're going to sort of like we're going to do a lot of the opening stuff and then jump around a little bit which i think listeners might appreciate too because we've sort of just been covering this in on on regular space spinner 2000 as well but anyway um so, but what I like about Necropolis as the final one is that I feel like it does build on a lot of the stuff that we've talked about um, in the course of this primer series, I guess. A lot of the characters coming back that we've seen previously and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like a whole thing. It's sort of, it's like, it's all been building to this and now sort of things go on from here, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But so in in previous primaries, we've seen Dread grow a little dissatisfied with the role of the judges in Mega City One. And this has been and in the run up to Necropolis, this was brought to the head by two different stressors. All right. This is sort of the background story. Um, mm-hmm. First, he uh, uh, Kraken, who was a young clone of Dread that was brought to the city in the aftermath of the of, of the Oz epic. Has shown up. He's young, you know. He's like a like a young, strong version of Dread who's now getting older, getting on in the years and stuff. And he believes in the Justice Department completely and all that stuff. Um, so he's like, you know, more. 
ideologically pure than Dredd, who's getting a little jaded in his old in his old age. Mm-hmm. Right. I can see that. And I mean, uh, is there an age requirement? Like after you've been a judge for so long, do they is it a forced retirement type thing or a little like because that sort of brings us to the next part, which is like the next big stressor was that Dredd got a letter from a young mega citizen named William uh, Wenders, who passionately asked Dredd to like explain all the problems of the city. Um, which Dredd would be unable to, but then that kid was killed by a neighbor that was suffering from long-term brain damage from like Aww. being involved in, in the riots from that democracy storyline that we talked about. <laughs> that mm. like, you know, Dredd orchestrated the riot around right. and things like that. Right. Um but, all, all comes together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all sort of building together. But because of that, like so when judges get older or stuff like that, the the, the two choices are like often when you're old, when you're when, when a judge is older or has been sort of critically wounded and has to have like a lot of like cybernetic parts or something, they will go and become instructors at the Academy of Law, mm-hmm. teach the next generation of judges and stuff. But the other thing they do when they retire is to take the long walk, which basically mm. means you you. Leave the city and walk off and walk off to fight mutants in the cursed earth beyond the walls of Mega City One. Hmm. Basically, okay. until you die, <laughs> like it's sort yeah. of an inevitable out there. Yeah, it sounds like so. That's like um, it's if you have the wits about you to teach, you can do that. But if you're still just a killing machine, then go over and kill those guys over there if that's what you're you're into. It sounds like exactly, like, exactly. Well, like it, it, it's both that and like um. If the if you if they don't want you around the city, you know, because mm. part of what Dred, of what happened with Dread in the Long Walk is that when he left, I mean, very much I feel like Dread left because he knows he'd be no good at um, instructing at the academy or anything like that. He doesn't have the you know he, he's a street judge. He he doesn't have the temperament right. for for to uh, to be a desk jockey or to, or or to teach or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But right. when he left the city, the uh, l- like the brass, like like the, the the bosses of the Justice Department kept it hidden, and then they basically told Kraken, who's Dread's clone, you know, just take Dread's badge and, and pretend to be, and and you're Dread now, basically. Mm. Like hmm. Dread's a potent symbol, and we don't want him off the streets. So instead, we've just got a replacement. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, so yeah. just like, you know, while you're, you're learning the ropes, we'll assign you to different places where people don't – haven't worked with you closely before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, eventually you'll sort of look, figure it out and then we'll sort of reintegrate you into right. where you were. What, what could go wrong with that plan? I all mean, right. I guess we're going to find out, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so – at the same time, I guess, in the end, instead of fighting mutants or whatever, um, the real Dread ended up getting attacked and nearly killed by Nausea and Phobia, who are these two dark sisters of Judge Death. Like, they're called the Sisters of Death or something. They've got, like, their own judge uniforms, like the other dark judges and stuff. But mm. these ones are much more, like, I don't know, like cackling witches, I guess, mm-hmm. as opposed right. to like, like avatars of death, like, uh, mm. like the, like the other dark judges are. Yeah. They also seem to not have a uh, physical form like the other judges. Like, exactly. Uh, yeah. They're very much like, like wraiths or ghosts that can only right. sort of be incarnated through dark rituals and stuff right. like that. Which, which made sense to me. Cause I know when we went to the, uh, you know, world where the dark judges, ca- death judges came from, uh, everything was just a skeleton. I didn't see anybody else around. So mm-hmm. I was like, who 
who are they protecting? Where are they doing it? Yeah. But I could see if they were, if some of them had the power to just become corporeal and just float around and be dead and, you know, still obeying the law. I could see uh, that that makes more sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I think as time goes by, we'll see a whole ecology of um, of dark judges and like these different like folks from Dead World that are sort of mm. still up to stuff, despite not being like the main, you know, Judge Death or like in the main coterie of his uh, of, of his associates or whatever. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's a whole thing. But so basically um in the fight and this is an important thing and again like if i had a second if i had had a second necropolis episode we'd be going way in depth on this but um what happened was when the when the sisters of death attacked dread he ran away he escaped them but to escape them he had to run through a lake of acid which burned all of his skin off i see <laughs> Hence <laughs> that new look. Okay, that's wondering. why he's got that. That's why he's got the new look. Yeah, in this story, <laughs> and um, sort of there was a whole story that was like the tale of a dead man, which was just about this weird dude that sort of shows up skinless with amnesia in a small town in the cursed earth. And with a strong sense of justice. Basically, gonna- yeah, big chin. And so this kid nurses <laughs> him back to health and eventually it's a big like shocking twist when it's revealed that this guy is act- – you know, it's actually Judge Dredd or whatever. Mm, nice. It's a great story That's- actually. Like the uh, the art's really good. Just I, – like, I always call it out just because um, – when he, when Dredd is in this dead man form, he like befriends this kid, and the and the artist John Ridgway does a really great job of drawing this kid being absolutely terrified, which is really great. Like <laughs> like, like, like huge eyes and teeth, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great for the story that culminates in the reveal of these sisters of death and stuff. That is cool. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was wondering because uh, they kind of uh, the ones we have here kind of jump cut to yeah. some dude in the desert, and I was like, "Oh no, did Necropolis? You, you know, the, did the city fall? And this is in the future, and it's, it's very a yeah. Now? It's I'm I'm again like I'm feeling real bad that I'm just <laughs> sort of, we're, we're picking up all these pieces because I swear I swear like there's all this stuff built like like 1990 in in the in the comic 2000 AD everything's just building up to necropolis and doing all this stuff for it and mm-hmm. it's a real dog and it's a re- it's real rough to just jump straight into it but mm-hmm. i you know i kind of had had like some deadlines in mind and things and i'm just sort of no. like you know i feel- i'm actually I'm, uh, actually pretty surprised that uh it fit together like it did just looking at art style and you know what was going on it yeah. all went together, so I I didn't awesome. think I was missing anything. Oh, that makes me that that really relieves me, Eli. Like for sure. Like I'm really <laughs> I'm really glad that that it came together and was vaguely comprehensible. Like it was very like uh like it was like I was like putting together a bonsai tree trying to get this comic ready for you and stuff. Um, so I'm glad things at least vaguely made sense, which is great. Yes, cool. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, so everything's just been kind of leading up to this, and it's like we're I, I'm gonna be putting this out um, basically like a couple days after we finish the end of this story on regular Space Spinner. And this is very this story is very much the background that the magazine launches in. So it's a really it's a and I think this is just a really fun mega epic, and just has a lot of um, a lot of cool moments for a lot of characters. In um in Judge Dread that I think is a vi- you know really neat um but yeah so let's jump in Necropolis Part One 
<laughs> um, so again, we sort of we see some like like Kraken who it, or or Dread, who's actually Judge Kraken, like taking his place, basically. You know, feels something in the air, and we know that it's um, the evil Sisters of Death, nausea and phobia, like you know, with evil intentions for our buddy, the the lawman of the future, Judge Dread. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of uh, 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 cracking as Dread arrives home in the Rowdy Yates block. Finds his uh, his apartment's been tampered with. Comes in and oh, it's the go- it's the evil visages of um, of phobia and nausea. I should say, oh, geez, more stuff in the uh, in the weeks leading up to this. We'd had Judge Dread stories, basically about a lady who had. Um, previously survived an attack by judge death but then sort of had afterwards fallen in love with with him and then had been influenced by the sisters to summon the sisters here into dread's reality so that's sort of that makes so now that ritual's just been completed another sort of putting things into place obviously when you're fight, when you're working for judge, or wh- when you're Judge Death or Judge Death adjacent, obviously the first move is you gotta take out Judge Dredd because he's messed mm-hmm. up your plans so many times in the past, right? Exactly. Um, so this is clearly the first move that they're making to take him out. But when they do, they find him weirdly young, and as he starts fighting them, they like. The sisters realize that there's something wrong with this Judge Dredd, you know, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> like, I thought it was funny because uh, I didn't read anything into them, uh, you know, commenting on his his age. I was like, oh, they're obviously ancient. So, yes, anybody is young. But I, I get it now. They were talking about you're younger than yeah. the Judge Dredd we were used to. That's funny. I mean, I think it's re- like the thing that I love about um, – how like again like it, in the lead up to this the really funny thing about how uh, Carlos Escara the artist here draws crack and verse how he draws dread is just like how much chin definition <laughs> Kraken has right. like Kraken's yes. got a real buff smooth chin and mm. like, and, like, <laughs> and like dread has like this real like kind of craggy wrinkled one you know right. but still the same basic shape and stuff right. that really yeah. does a lot to like yeah. create the a difference between these guys the underbite doesn't jut out quite as far you exactly know, like yeah he's less tame. he's less road hardened you know mm, right <laughs> <laughs> um, Dread calls his bike his lawmaster on the audio controls and the, sis- and the sisters sort of ta- uh, ca- uh, taunt him as he does and stuff like that tries to shoot him with his butt with a bike can but that's not working either and so you know like you know his they're go- you know like these bike cans wouldn't work long term on like the actual dark judges that have bodies you know mm-hmm. like they work even less on these dark on, on these on these uh, sisters of death that are just sort of ghosts and stuff um in the end they go to like uh they 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 knock him off his bike and incorp you know jam their ghost hands into dread's forehead and claim them for his for their own oh no and that's when i was like dread wouldn't fall for that his will and justice is too strong he'd easily overpower that trick absolutely that was my first clue that was my first hint that something might be awry yeah, and and the next thing actually is that um, basically they have Dread come in for a scan and kind of look you know look look him over and stuff. Uh, she, uh, the head of side division, Judge Judge Schenker, um, um, checks him out and stuff. 
And part of the backstory here is that the Justice Department is a little uneasy about Kraken just because he used to be part of this, like, you know, breakaway group that was trying to clone judges and stuff like that. And so there there have been questions about his loyalty. And so he can't, like, admit that the judge that the uh, sisters, like, sort of got in his brain and stuff because they'll, like, execute him or something like that. Mm. So it becomes one of those – it's like in – I don't know if you've watched any zombie movies, but usually in, in zombie movies, there's like one person that got that gets bit by the zombie and then has mm. to like hide it the from kid. everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> you know. And so that's very much the trope that we're dealing with here, you know. Hmm. Makes sense. And it's I, I just think it's funny because so often what I've talked about, what I've liked about the Justice Department is that they have sort of been through enough stuff that they've – that they've like been able to beat these tropes just because they kind of right. know what's going on, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. They were like the old ghost death from the uh, death dimension coming in and possessing people trick. Yeah. Like we'll, so, uh, we'll okay. dispatch the, uh, the, the exorcist squad and they'll deal with mm. it real fast, you know? Right. But so they don't have to go through those like, no, you're crazy. Just yeah. sleep it off. Just, you know, exactly. like, oh, this could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've moved past the point of like being the guy in the movie that's like oh there's no such thing as ghosts or something right. like that yeah. they're like no like no there's ghosts we got we've we, we've got ghost guns in the closet you know we just kind of right. got to know that we have to use them you know right i'm and sure you could come up to them with any story and they'd probably believe it exactly but, okay, let's serious problem they believe it and have a response you know right but it's because it's because kraken is like worried and not telling the truth that like they ended up getting a foothold here you know mm. mm-hmm but I think I don't know. I think that's funny, um, or an yeah. interesting big big thing here. So we see uh, Kraken as Dread in his apartment. He's like sort of going over Dread's guide to being a judge, and he's like taking various pills to like help him sleep and do stuff as the uh, as the Sisters of Death pour over his soul. Like, oh yes, this is someone we can corrupt and use to do our bidding. You know. <laughs> Um, we see briefly that this lady Zena, who is the this woman who's been who has summoned the Sisters of Death to our reality, but because she's been she's so close to like she's been worshiping Judge Death, and so she's been like uh, uh, st- uh, starving herself, become more skeletal and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. she's not strong enough for the final ritual. So instead they kind of find a suitable su- um, subject in this side judge named Kit Aggie, who is like a likely uh, vessel for their psychic powers or something. Mm. So we kind of then, then cut to her in her dorm in the, in, uh, in side division, like going crazy, like ripping off her, trying to rip off her, her, her uniform, writing necropolis and black paint on the side of her, um, on the side of her, like a dorm room and stuff. Mm. And Judge Shanker actually does some more of this monster movie stuff where he's like, this is weird. There might be something going on, but we haven't heard any reports of the dark judges. So I guess we'll just sort of have to wait, right. you know? I guess, it, I guess yeah, with the side department kind of being psychics, like we can't do anything if we don't – like. Even though we're psychics, we still need clues and information. Right. Uh, and, and like, it seems like 
the dark yeah. judges kind of know that and are trying to sidestep it. So I thought that was really clever that this isn't their first rodeo. They no. all have like yeah, everybody's everybody's experienced both sides of these situations. You know, <laughs> I think it's also that that like because the side judges are kind of flighty or kind of like you know they don't have the same discipline that street judges have just because of the nature of their powers and stuff like. Mm-hmm. If one goes crazy, that could almost be sort of just something that happens inside a vision. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I could, <laughs> I could see that. Like, listen, like you, you, you reach into enough minds, you check out the future enough, you do enough psychic junk. Like, there's mm. going to be long-term consequences, you know. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so me now we see Kraken who's sleeping, and this is again like. He sort of flashes back to his time in the Halls of Judd, which was this kind of breakaway Justice Department that wanted to use clones to enslave the pop the population of Mega City One and stuff. And mm. all the Ju- and their th- th- this group they were called the Judda had all these awesome helmets and like big like ki- like very like very anime kind of um, costumes, <laughs> I guess. Like That's every. Funny. I thought- I thought oh. they were in like the dark dimension or something in this scene, but that no, makes that makes no, so much is, more sense. This, like this is st- stuff you have, you kind of have to have the background for, yeah. Because all mm-hmm. these, all the all the Judda had these big like yeah very like Gundam kind of like you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's these outfits with a lot of like like big spikes coming off the sides and a lot of like like real bright colors and 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 things like that as well. That's um, cool. But it's sort of mm-hmm. – but what his dream is is sort of mixing the guilt he feels over the last – over being the last survivor of the Judda and the sisters manipulating his minds basically. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the, the two things like combining, you know, sort of ending mm-hmm. this big moment where the leader of the Judda, Morton Judd, hands him this might – this bloody knife and tells him that, you know, the mega city must be destroyed. You must get your revenge and he screams like, you know – death to the mega city and wakes up with bloody hands and stuff it's great i i I love this stuff it's just like creating this gritless like psychological torture of this kraken guy you know right which i'm fine with because man screw kraken that guy's a jerk (laughs) i was hoping because i don't know uh exactly how it all pans out but i was like oh this is all gonna build him to be you know the new judge you know if the because i had to assume that the old judge is dead by this point so i was like Mm. okay he's got to go through these hardships to you know really get that sense of justice in him so he could be the hero that we need it definitely they definitely could have done that but instead Mm. i think they sort of went with the more traditional like let's just bring Mm. dread back kind of kind of situation (laughs) (laughs) right um but yeah, so in, we go to part four of, of Necropolis now, and I love, like, man, I love any slice of Mega City life. And this one's great just because this guy who lives next door to the lady that summoned the Sisters of Death. And, like, he's, like, calling into the Justice Department of, like, hey, help me. Like, things are getting real weird. And they're just, and the judges are, like, dismissing him. And right. saying, <laughs> like, you're getting a weird citizen. Like, don't don't clog up 911 with this stuff. And this right. guy's like, no, like, you know, the, the wall, my adjoining wall is, like, frozen solid with ice. Like, you got to help like- me. And they're like, you're calling about ice. Why don't you just call the uh, maintenance department? Like, they're yeah. totally blowing them off. This guy <laughs> had, a, had a creepy feeling. Ah, damn time wasters. City's full of right. them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> 
So at the same time, we get uh, Kit Aggie meeting up with Dread or with Kraken, who's pretending to be Dread, and he basically leads her into into this Dunk Ronaldo block where the Sisters of Death are waiting. And like he like chokes her out before you know she like like realizes what's going on and she like chokes her and he like uh, knocks her out and takes her to the room and stuff like and, and, and takes her to the apartment building and stuff and it's just this real like terrifying moment of of Kraken having lost himself and turning over and doing this doing the dirty work of uh, of the Sisters of Death. Even as like uh, like Judge Anderson sort of like you know getting suspicious back inside of Vision basically, mm-hmm. right? But I love this stuff. Just the um, you know these these very like it's it's um, I like the art here just because you see like uh, mascara is using these like blues and purples, right? As yeah, uh- <laughs> as Dredd's like sort of carrying her around and stuff like that, it becomes these very sort of like muted secondary colors mm-hmm. right. of his betrayal, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. I actually thought uh, the art and color throughout were very interesting, how they kept changing color palettes. Um, and then also even the characters throughout, uh, they, w- they wouldn't be any more than two colors at any particular time, like mm. maybe green, yellow, blue, you know, and they, uh, I don't know, I, I thought that was really interesting because it's, you don't even really notice it as being weird until yeah. you think about it. They, <laughs> they use the colors so well to portray these different emotions and feelings that it kind of just sets the mood for the scene rather than is like a, uh, you don't read it as like, oh, why is Judge's helmet green? That's weird. It's like, oh, that's the situation that they're in. It's yeah. just a very green feeling that's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, especially I. I, I think just because I remember I've I've read where they talk about like like the like that like green and purple is like the that's like the color palette of like villainy in comics or something like that like you know <laughs> yeah like, I can see that like your your good guys are blue and red your bad guys are green and purple you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm going straight back to um, uh, Transformers yeah, exactly so yeah you know or <laughs> like your classic like Spider Man or uh, or like Superman right. versus Lex Luthor or something mm-hmm. like that right. That, because Luther always wears green and purple and Superman's, right. of course, like, you know, blue and red. That's funny. <laughs> so part five, this is the big moment where, like, we see this complaining guy get killed by a mind control judge, a uh, 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 crack in his dread. And then the Sisters of Death, like, taking, you know, tying uh, 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 Kid Agi to this, like, plinth to, like, force her to 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 summon to do evil psychic things <laughs> and i love at the same time like anderson's in this big like meeting of side judges and she's saying something's wrong and they're doing classic horror movie stuff of just like nah it's probably nothing like it's it's just the wind like you can't get too worried about this stuff you know <laughs> right but meanwhile she's got a connection to kit as like they are um yeah, summoning her forth, and we see that like this th- this part five ends with them like flowing into her eyes and into her eyes and mouth and like fully possessing her and stuff. It's pretty awesome, right? right. Uh, that was a really cool effect too. Yeah, great use of uh, uh, dark colors, blacks. I know they uh they were using you know the primary and secondary colors throughout, mm-hmm. and then they just hit us with a lot of uh, uh solid black negative space uh for the the end when you're around the dark judges so i, I definitely appreciated that yeah definitely i mean mm-hmm. this is like this is really like 
you know, like this idea of having these stories be in full color is pretty new for mm-hmm. these comics, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this is really like a scare is for like he's done mega epics before. I mean, we talked about the Apocalypse War last episode, which he also did the art for. Um, mm-hmm. This is his first chance to really do stuff, do one of these big stories with full color. And I feel yeah. like he is trying to he is experimenting a bit and trying to yeah. not just have the standard yeah. color palette all the time yeah. and stuff. Definitely uh, uh, using the medium as well, because uh, there's some panels he does where it's all color. Like it's, there's no line work. There's no yeah. uh, ink, ink. Uh, so that's just, I assume watercolor is what I'd have to guess. Um, but just going some p- panels with just straight watercolor for backgrounds or the cityscapes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just added a really nice depth and elegance and intricacy to a lot of the panels. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of like use of like blurring effects and stuff throughout mm-hmm. this thing that I think is really, yeah, really kind of adds a lot to the story. But so now mm-hmm. we're gonna now we're gonna jump ahead a bit. All right, we're gonna jump ahead to part eight of Necropolis, and in between this, uh, Kraken has kind of realized like basically after he took Aggie to the Dark Judges, he then sort of forgot about that. And there's been sort of questions about where she is and he's sort of continued going about his business and stuff until suddenly he like checked his pocket and found Judge Aggie's badge in like one of his, in, in one of his various pouches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now he's realized what he's done. He's basically decided like, all right, no more hiding. I'm going to turn myself in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that as he does, the first thing that happens is Anderson punches him right in the face. That's pretty excellent. Yes. It's appropriate. That's what you do. And then the mm-hmm. next thing that happens is she instantly realizes that sh- that that Kraken isn't dread. She's like, "What? <laughs> what the? F- what the heck are you guys doing? What are you like? What have you done?" You know? Right? <laughs> Has she ever punched actual uh, dread in the face? Maybe it's just I don't muscle memory. I don't, you know that didn't feel like Judge's chin. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're not dread. I, well, I mean, I feel like the important thing is that she's never had to in the past because mm-hmm. dreads, dreads are pretty good at stuff, you know. I see. <laughs> like the fact that you'd have to try to punch him in the chin would be, mm-hmm. is itself a judge of character, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> right. And so at this point, like the whole truth comes out to everybody and stuff, and Dredd starts to talk about he talks about some stuff, but he's still like hiding the actual like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm being possessed by dark judges right now. But they are <laughs> kind of being like like, oh, there's some sort of mysterious force, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I had taken it that he just wasn't able to, like they they hid that part of his memory. Hmm. Uh, but maybe yeah. I mean, it, it's it's probably a combination of both, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like those then, like uh, when he talks about like when he's like remonstrating, like he says, like, like excuses, lame excuses in like an internal monologue. I don't know. That's a mm-hmm. whole right. thing. But so, yeah. Yeah. And he cries, too, which I was like, no way this is dread. I don't know. No. Maybe maybe dread does cry on, on occasion. Maybe it's, you know, romantic comedy in the you know theater or whatever. But. I don't. I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that that would happen that often. I gotta say. <laughs> but so generally, though, I I'm really liking that. Dred's just saying like, "Oh, I was manipulated. Things were weird." And Anderson's just not taking any of his shit with this mm-hmm. stuff. Right. She's like, "Listen, buddy. Like, you know, you you still sold my friend out to these sisters of death. So right. screw that. No sympathy. <laughs> yeah." And because of that, um, Judge Silver has all the uh, forces of Mega City One mobilize and go to go against the Sisters of Death. And we see this massive, um, like, 
outpouring of troops and big tanks and troop transports and H wagon and hover wagons and stuff. Everything is going out there. And meanwhile, on the edge of the conflict, um, Anderson goes to read Kraken's mind. And the little piece that I really love is that when she goes to mind meld with him, she does it through the chin and not like by touching his head or anything like that. Right. Know? Yes. That's where he keeps all of his, you know, his mental. That's the most in, important part, chin. you know? Right. <laughs> Directly to the soul. Yeah. But so the judges go straight towards like where they think the sisters are and the sisters go to basically take them out. Um, Because of that, like, again, like now we're going to start jumping around a bit, but we jump to part 10 and part nine was very much just the start of this fight of um, big tanks and stuff rolling towards where the sisters were and the sisters and starting to destroy them. And now we go to part 10, which is basically mid destruction of the Mm. forces of Mega City of the Justice Department forces by the sisters. And the big thing in here is that the sisters are um, manipulating the mind of the the minds of the judges. So, like, there's a guy in a tank that sees all of his uh, tank crew become skeletons and like kills all of them, despite them being like his allies and stuff. Right. And it's a lot of it's through this mental control that um, they they're they're expressing um, as they're fighting. Though Anderson's trying desperately to connect with Kit. And try to figure out where she is, but she can't quite get through because the sisters of death, like even even more than um, Judge Judge Dread, they're like the uh, the dark judges' plans are always getting foiled by Anderson, and so they got to mm-hmm. like deal. They got to deal with her right away, you know. <laughs> they try to take her over, and she kicks him out, and. Kit manages to get the information of where she's being held to Anderson, but before she can tell anybody, like a possessed Kraken punches her in the face and is about to kill her when suddenly they're hit by a tank shell and get like scattered in different directions. You know, Anderson disappears and they're basically like, all right, Kraken, we got a more important job for you instead. All right. (laughs) And that instead leads us to part 11. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just basically the justice department's getting its ass kicked by the sisters all the all the, like you know no one's like they're they're having trouble getting support out to them and stuff the sisters are planning to turn the mega city one into a necropolis and no one knows what that means anderson and dread are both missing and while anderson's fully missing dread is picking up on something in a chapter we skipped over which is basically going to a tech building and forcing the uh, de- the text with the, with a dimensional device there to, to comb through limbo to find Judge Death and his pals and bring them back to Dread's reality. Because <laughs> if you remember last time, that's how Anderson beat the Dark Judges. She like yeah. tossed them. She like tossed dimension uh, uh, hoppers on them and like warped right. them to limbo. The, then uh, self destructed upon uh, a couple seconds after they got used. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I thought I was clever. Uh, I was trying to figure out how I was like, okay, these sisters are going to be the new antagonists because I was so sure that no way you could get uh, Judge Death back. And then they found a way somehow. It's, you know, every couple. I mean, you know, I, I'll like I'll say like I mean, it is very much a comic book thing of just you know every every couple of years you you, you got to bring the big bad guys back even if they've mm-hmm. been destroyed or whatever. 
Mm. But I do feel like 2000 AD has a decent amount of, of restraint. So it's not, mm. you know, it's like every like four or five years that they do it and stuff like <laughs> that. And, it, and it's a whole big deal when it happens, you know. Right, right. Because um, like, yeah, because the last time they fought was like in 1986 or something. And now it's 1990. Uh, so it's very like, you know, that it's 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 not like Joker breaking out of Arkham every couple months or something. <laughs> That's what I'm trying right. to say, you know. Right. It's a little <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. But so this one culminates in like as techs and robots are breaking down the doors, the the dimension hopper works and the dark judges come and I love this page here of um like judge death, fire, fear and mortis like saying like greetings, we have come to judge you. And it's just this like judge crack in the corner like going like yes as he does. Right. It. <laughs> Right. And uh, it's nice for a judge death to, you know, give formal greetings, just a nice, happy hello. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, we're, we're back. We're, we'll pick up where we left off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good times, you know. Come on, right. live it up. <laughs> or don't, I guess, in their case. Oh, yeah, that's a fair or, point, actually. Uh, Die it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, okay, so now we're in part 12, and it's about the close to the halfway point. And at this point, Necropolis has begun, right? We see that, like, once the uh, dark judges arrive – um, Chief Judge Silver disappears and the judges themselves have sort of have been possessed um, wholly by like the, the Sisters of Death and stuff like that. So now the city has been conquered and the uh, the judges have been taken control of by the by the sisters. And so they're building this necropolis, the city of death, where they're just sort right. of slowly killing everybody and stuff. I love this right. opening page here with all these. Oh, yeah greens in this city that's sort of tur- like it almost looks like all the buildings are made of like bones and stuff like that. right yeah yeah i was really blown away by this piece actually yeah that's something you blow up put on your wall just you know very well done uh, absolutely this and 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 one coming up are my are my favorite um so my favorite images from this story but so now we kind of cut like you said i guess to like a completely different story almost <laughs> <laughs> Right. When I, when I read this, I thought it was a time skip and I thought that uh, uh, this was like several years in the future where the world's just a wasteland and there's uh, right. these were the last couple survivors. <laughs> After, I, can, I, the case. I can 100% see where you're coming from that. But sort of in the run up to this, we had sort of seen this like dead man dread who was on his way back to the to the mega city and stuff. So – you know, if you like, if you've been fully reading along, you'd kind of know these characters or stuff. But mm-hmm. it is definitely, if you aren't familiar with that, it does kind of come out of nowhere. And <laughs> even more, even more coming out of nowhere is this like big hairy, um, like a waste runner character that kind of comes out and tosses a rattlesnake into the jeep that Dread and this other guy are in and threatens them and stuff. And after a bunch of questioning, it's revealed that she's actually uh, the former chief judge of Mega City One, Chief Judge Magruder. Mm-hmm. Who, a bit of a split personality as well. She's oh, yes. To yeah, she's talking to herself. She refers to herself in uh, in the royal we, basically. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like we thought so too or things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been out on the rad waist, so she's got a, a, a big hair and has grown a goatee and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and just all this stuff. But that's very like – they sort of – after they've sort of 
um, met back up and become friends again. Now they're going to be sidekick or you know teammates, sort of in the re- in the reclamation of the city, basically. Um, right. In a story that like I haven't really talked about here, um, Magruder she took the long walk as well, actually, like like Dread would do mm-hmm. because she misjudged a threat to the city. Like sort of like there was this big like uh, like samurai ghost that attacked the city, and she was <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. We, we we can handle it." But it turned out to be a really big deal, and so because mm. of that, she was like, "I made a huge mis I made a huge miscalculation and endangered the city." So mm. for to like make up for it, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna resign my position and take the long walk. Mm. Uh, I did get um. During her interaction with uh, the real dread, uh, there was a moment during their interaction where I thought, is this, oh, this might be maybe zombie dread or some type of like, you know, this might be the protagonist we're talking to. Yeah, it is. It it, it is tough without the background, just why dreads all all burnt up and stuff like (laughs) that. I I admit Um, it was during the uh, rumble skill still skin part. Yeah. Well, cause they do all. I am right. Yeah, they do all these close-ups on Dread during that, and they always make sure to show you like his his messed up, burnt face and stuff. Right, like, but he still got this? the chin, you know. So, oh, it's, of course, right. Yeah. Something's That's what just power is. Yeah, it just breathes through. Like you know, he's still mm-hmm. Dread in the end. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we jump to part fourteen, which um, basically in part thirteen they just kind of met a bunch of refugees coming out of the city. And one of the refugees was a judge who had sort of run as well, and Dread basically took his uniform and like kind of got back into judge mode, essentially. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that makes sense. This start of part fourteen is my other favorite image from this story. Mm-hmm. Just this huge landscape of um, like these destroyed city walls, and then the skeletal ne- necropolis beyond and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. these, these really tiny, like, Dread and Magruder outside the city kind of looking on. Yeah. Even as an artist, I still have trouble figuring out how they did that. Uh, how they did these, you know, architectural ghost-like images of these buildings and structures that, you know, still conveys the information so well and so detailed. Yeah, but, I uh, really love – they're really haunting and really just have this, like, right. this like dark cityscape of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just this real necropolis feel that I think is um, really different from regular Mega City 1 and gives you a, re- a real sense of this new of this new world the city has become, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we sort of get this sort of flyby of the city itself, how nausea and paranoia have kind of taken over the city. The judges are doing their dirty work, kill it, just basically rounding up and trying to just, you know, methodically work their way through the city, killing everybody, basically. <laughs> Like, whether it's the judges doing it or the dark judges as well, sort of helping out and stuff like that. They're just sort of going block by block, assembling everybody, sentencing them to the ultimate crime, which is, of course, death. Right. (laughs) So at the same time, we meet sort of these new side characters for this story, which is a collection of, uh, of, uh, of judge cadets. Like sort of kids who like 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 maybe like young teens who haven't um fully completed their judge training and stuff who weren't like you know who were deemed not worthy of being brainwashed by the dark sisters so instead they're just sort of on the run basically hmm. um, they sort of worry about things and then we see that one of them who's sort of running in with a kid to help them is Judge Giant who is the son 
of a previous um, uh, of the previous Judge Giant, who was one of who was one of Dredd's close allies. But I think <laughs> you might remember was was killed in the run up to the Apocalypse right. War. Yeah, I do remember that. So he kind of like had an illicit relationship and had a kid and um, ha- had a son because of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that kid was sort of in the aftermath of the apocalypse war, or yeah, in, in, the, in the aftermath of the apocalypse war that that kid was found and was and joined the academy. Um, and so he's been sort of trained to become a judge and stuff. He'd been introduced a little earlier in 2000 AD. Just at like a like a dread took him out for or um on a ride along one time mm. and stuff just sort of be like you know like hey like you gotta you aren't applying yourself but you could be a really great judge if you sort of are willing to put in the time stuff mm. like that <laughs> um but so yeah so they're sort of these kids out in the wilderness trying to find safety and to find a way to maybe fight back against the sisters of death and the dark judges and so. Like, here's where I cut a lot, where we sort of go from part 14 to part 19. It's like five frogs later. But basically, they escape all the way through the city. They have to run from the Dark Judge Mortis to get there and stuff, eventually reaching the Undercity, which is like the ruins of the old world that Mega City One just sort of paved over and then built upon, essentially. Mm. Um and down here, they found someone being attacked by the, by the troglodytes that live in the Undercity. And it's Judge Anderson! <laughs> <laughs> so, this is very like, all right, like, you know, we found Anderson. So, they, um, she's like, in, you know, she's injured. She's sort of taken some damage, had a big fall. She's got a big piece of shrapnel in the back. So right. In her back, so they do some like emergency field surgery to remove that shrapnel. And so she's basically okay. Or, you know, she still needs medical attention, but she's not dying and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a really good moment. And then we kind of get more of like Anderson sort of coming back and getting like getting her senses, but also sort of remembering the touch of the dark judges. It's a really great moment where she kind of remembers her mental battle with the sisters of death and almost mm. like t- like like the the touch of this third sister of death deliria and there's a mm. big picture of her laughing insanely and stuff which is pretty solid mm. <laughs> <laughs> um in the end though she sort of has a fever dream and comes to but when she comes to she see um she's being tended to not just by the judge cadets but but by judge dread who's also who along with Magruder has also made his way through the Undercity. And so now we've sort of got all the protagonists together and it's time to start fighting mm-hmm. back, basically. <laughs> right. Time to do it. Always, you know. So now we go to Prague t- uh, or to part 20, which um, I also tossed in this cover from Prague 693, which has this real like, uh, you know, <laughs> dead man dread looking all crazy. Right. <laughs> and with everyone together, then the plan kind of goes into action, and things go kind of fast here. But it's, it, and it actually is, I found kind of similar to um, the Apocalypse War ending because they sort of take some uniforms and hijack an H wagon, basically, hmm. and then use that to find Kid Aggie and destroy her, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, yeah brutal how they. Uh... <laughs> um, got rid of Aggie. Uh, yeah, well, like, took, I, I had to double take. I wasn't sure that that's it happened the way it did, and then I was like, okay, yeah, she's uh, 
very yeah. merciful, mercifully uh, executed, you know, to try to save the day. I mean, I think at this point, like any number of casualties is better than right. like the judges being under Sister of Death control and the dark judges methodically working their way through the city, you know? Right. But I love that no muss, no fuss way about it. Just uh, I, I could have seen them very easily going into the rescue mission. But this way works a lot faster. I mean, they, if you-, you know, they knew what they had to do, you know? Right. There's a really great section in um, – in like part in 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 part like this was in what was it? It sort of ends in part um not or it, it, it it's at the start of part twenty one here, and it was actually at the end of part twenty as well. But that's which I had to put it what we're covering where Dread and everybody else in the H wagon is on their way to kill Aggy, and the sisters just start sending out an alert. They just start screaming, "Something mm. is wrong!" Mm. over and over, which I think is a really right. is a really neat moment and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and I like this too. This also this section where um where they're almost there, and because of that, like Anderson sends a ghost her to right, like, yes. try to kill Aggie, but it turns out right. to just be a be a trick because Dread's working on much larger and a much larger scale here. <laughs> so it's right. just one person running in, we're just going to blow up the building, and that'll be fine, right. you know? Right. Right. Uh, we don't know how to harm you, uh, the sisters, but we do know you're tethered to that very human person. So yeah. we know how to do that. We know how to take care of humans. Yeah. And, you know, listen, like, you know, see, you, you got like part of being a judge, I guess, is just making these hard yeah. decisions, you know? Yeah. I think they chose the right one, if I have to be honest. You know, uh, I mean, I guess it's better than alternative for sure. Right. I love these, like these spirals of the, or like like this, like cyclone of the Sisters of Death getting like mm-hmm. sucked up back to their own dimension and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, like uh, like um, uh, water in a drain, but the drain is the sky. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sort of it goes from these, like again, these greens and purples and stuff to like this clean sea with like with, with, with like a blue sky and like red and gold mm. buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they, you know, they're like, all right, we, we've taken control of the city and stuff. The city's ours again. Uh, right. So now, again, just jumping towards the end here, we go to part 24. And part of what happened in between this, besides sort of all the judges, have, like when the sisters were banished, their, con- their control over all the judges in the city uh, left. And so the judges then became very enthusiastic about killing the shit out of these dark judges. Mm, right. <laughs> if just because they're like, oh, man, like for the last couple of months, I've been killing a lot of citizens. So I got to right. right. put a good showing in here right now, you know? Right. Um, part of that, like as we sort of go into 24, um, Judge Mortis has been reduced to just a ghost. His physical form has been destroyed. The other thing is that um, Dread confronted Kraken and then and and killed him and sort of like absolved him of his sins. Like said, like you know, like I, you know, you weren't ready for this. Like it was too much for you and stuff. But then also shoots him right, sh- shoots him right. You know, blow, blows a giant hole in his chest as well. You know? <laughs> like he dies and Dread's like, ah, you know, he would have wanted it. He, he wanted it, it this way. I, I, I promise you. You know, right. I guess it's easy to say that in hindsight, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, when it's your clone, I think you have a might have some mm. kind of things or something right. like that. But I mean, it is very much like 
I ended up cutting it just because, I don't know, Kraken was less of a focus in our reading, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's there in the beginning, but by the end, it was kind of like, all right, like we, you know, like I just, again, I just didn't want to give you like, like 150 pages. Mm -hmm. Right. That's fine. Yeah. And I think that summary uh, sums it up. Because, yeah, I was curious about Kraken's fate, but the judge takes him out. Yeah. 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 Dread, dread blows a hole in him, basically. (laughs) Um, was there an epic uh, battle or was it just like – No, it's uh, very much like he kind of le- – like when the sisters left, he was very much like, what have I done? Like mm, what – Right. You know, all I, this is my fault. Yeah, this, this is all my fault. I failed so much. Like mm. all, the, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So I, I, I think it was kind of a relief. Like honestly, like, like I, I kind of buy Dredd saying that it was a relief mm. that – that he mm. was killed, you know. I don't mm. know. It's something. It was. It was such a betrayal. It's hard to to atone for it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. But so now in in part twenty four, we're seeing these judges get rolled up. You know, um, mm-hmm. they use a can of expand of a boing to catch Judge Fear, which is how, if you remember, they uh, they like trapped Judge right. Death originally when he was trapped inside Anderson's mind and stuff like that. Right. Um, they just bubble him basically like Steven Universe. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then – and this is important actually for the magazine. We see the judges like confronting death and fire. And while fire kind of gets blown out the side of a window and Dread ends up tracking him and stuff, um, death manages to escape through the hallways and, over, and overpasses of Mega City 1. And in the end, laughing maniacally as he does, leaps off the side of a, of a, of a pedway and sort of falls into the city and disappears into the city bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. Judge Death isn't new to suicide. That's one of his favorite ways. Yeah, he uh, can handle it, you know. Right. But so that's, that's a big thing just to know for like the start of the magazine, basically. Right. The death is still out there. Somewhere. Death is still at large. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finally, Go to the last part, just to part twenty six here, which is the uh, the final wrapping up section. Like, there's a lot. Like, they sort of check where Death landed, but again, he's escaped and is sort of loose in the city. Um, they've got a uh, 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 Mortis is trapped in the airlock of a of, of an H wagon, and of course, fears in this Boeing bubble. Mm-hmm. And we see Magruder, who's kind of cleaned up a little bit, basically, like kind of. Hop two and like in the absence of the actual of of the of the sitting chief judge, just Judge Silver, she's sort of got the commanding personality to take things over and be the chief and just step back into her previous job of chief judge. Mm. Which I don't think that's exactly how it works, but it's a crisis. So that's just how we go, you know. Leadership, hey, we believe in you. You go, you do it. Yeah, like it's at some point we just need something, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we sort of end up with like news reports. We see that like Texas City, one of the other mega cities, is like sending big shipments of food for, to get Mega City One back on its back on its feet. They're digging mass graves for all the people. Sixty million people died in the course yeah. of the of Necropolis, which is pretty crazy. I thought that was morbid, but I was like, I guess really in the grand scheme of things, yeah, uh, if, uh, your villain's goal is just to kill. And yeah. uh, I don't know how long they had to do it, but they were definitely long hours. Uh, yeah, and it's I very much was- like one of these things where it's um, like, they, you know, they were successful in their mission while it lasted, you know, right. like they took mm. destroyed a lot of the city and had a big toll on it. You know, like mm-hmm. they they don't do these, you know, they they only do these mega epics every couple years. 
and they do stuff with Judge Death even more, e- even more rarely. So when he shows mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. it, they just want to make sure you know that it's serious. Like there's stakes right. here for the city at large and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of end up like with the ghost of Mortis, like sort of being cornered in a uh, at, at a building. It's the uh, it's the Greta Garbo home for wayward elders, which showed up in a previous Judge Dredd story. So this is another sort of callback and stuff. And <laughs> Anderson shows up in a wheelchair and is able to, like, absorb him into her brain. <laughs> right. I thought that was cool. <laughs> For safekeeping. Well, yeah, because it's it's funny because that's what she did with Judge Death in the first Judge mm-hmm. Death story also. Right. But, she seems to have improved. She seems yeah. better at it. Exactly. Yeah, because when she did that, they just had to toss her and Boeing as well and sort of, uh-huh. like, just leave her as a living corpse. But now that she can they can extract him from her brain just boing that basically right and i'm wondering if there's all that time with judge death in her mind i don't know if she stayed like conscious and was like i imagine in some type of eternal struggle with judge i believe death i believe it was her. yeah there was some sort of stuff going on it's definitely like it's definitely strengthened her made her one of the more powerful psychics if she wasn't already like her mm-hmm. time right <laughs> with this powerful being just sort of moving around her her neurons mm. for a year or two, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but so we kind of end with the with a very superhero end, actually, I'd say. Like <laughs> like with death mortis and fear all kind of locked in this like yeah, supervillain prison, I guess. Yeah. Supervillain mm-hmm. jail. You know, mm-hmm. they're like in Boeing and they're in a containment thing with like, you know, meter thick walls and people are watching them constantly and you know it seems very tight but you know it's only a matter of time right right (laughs) right and it'll be a while for the record but it is Mm. you know i mean at some point it is just just a comic book and that's how these things go you know right yeah and i guess there's no way to kill them i mean like uh yeah yeah Stranded that's, here. That that's their catchphrase. You know, you can't right. kill that which does not live. You know, right? And they and, use, I, and they used <laughs> all their dimension hoppers the last time. You know, right? <laughs> and I'm I'm wondering because I do know you can get rid of their physical body and then they can be corporeal, but uh, they don't do nearly as much damage in their corporeal form, right? Like they don't no. have. They have their possession powers, but they they can't like do their death touch. They can't put their hand through your chest and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the big move is when they're incorporeal like that. Like their move is to possess somebody and then get them to kind of do the stuff required to mm. turn them into a in into a dark judge, basically. Because mm-hmm. it yeah, like because so. it requires like being pumped full of like quote like dead fluids, quote unquote. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. From what I've seen, those seem like they're they aren't as hard to make as you might assume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like right. yeah. it is one of those things where you just kind of go de- got to go down to the hardware store or something. Like right, that right. I need some death, death juice. Death uh, yeah. Oh yeah, aisle nine. Go ahead. Snipe exactly. Them up. You can just yeah. pick a barrel of it. Yeah, it's one of these things where it's more it's more a, a complicated recipe than complicated mm-hmm. ingredients. You know, that's right. what I'm thinking. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to continue to think on how to ca- how to capture these guys permanently. But and then let them know that I came up with a solution. But yeah, till exactly. then we gotta keep going. Yeah, I mean, very much this this epic ends with loose ends. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. all right, like right. we got these guys, but this is not the best way to hold them. Judge mm. Death is still at large. The mm. Sisters of Death are still in their dimension, and they can't be happy with us. You know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Definitely not excited. Like there's all this stuff that like, you know, like this is not – this is not a definitive end and Anderson mm. – and, you know, that's 
Dredd saying that to Anderson, and Anderson just says, yep, nope, we're going to have to deal with this again, I guess. And there's no <laughs> doubt it'll be us that's got to do it. You know, like, that's just right. the job, you know. I also noticed uh, Dredd's face wasn't as beat up around the end there. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he got some type of surgery. Somebody patched him up to well, hide the acid burns. What's weird is, like, that, like at it, in – Right here, he has been kind of patched up or something. But in mm-hmm. in subsequent comics in 2018, he will still be burned mm-hmm. and sort of dead man dread and stuff. There's a lot nice. of like people getting freaked out and thinking that he's actually Judge Death when he shows up places. <laughs> <laughs> but awkward, right. yeah. But 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 he does get uh, eventually rejuvenated, and they kind mm-hmm. of like are able to to reset him to have a younger man's body and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Okay. I was, gonna, I was just about to ask, how old is uh, old man Dread these days? Oh, I, man. I think uh, – I, I, I forget. Like, it, it's hard for me to remember off the top of my head. Um, but mm-hmm. I believe he's like – let's see. He had, he had 20 years on the street when the comic started – and that was um, 43 years ago, so 63. Uh-huh. And All then right. he was in the academy for 50 years or for 15 years. So mm-hmm. so he's getting up there. He's like in his 70s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll have a more definitive answer actually when we start the start the pot the start the the big Meg one show because that's something I want to know actually because mm-hmm. I, I, I want to work <laughs> it out again. But. Right. <laughs> he does periodically get blown, but he has been periodically been blown to hell and rejuvenated to kind okay. of be like, all right, like, listen, like, yeah, you're old, but you've got a young man's body, so you can keep doing action movie stuff. Right. You know, yeah, you don't it. worry about it too much. He's been rejuvenated. It's fine, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> But there is like I mean, even in the in the run up to Necropolis, there was a lot of stuff where people were like saying, like, oh, you're like you're past your prime, dread. Like you're an old mm. man, dread. It's easy to take you out and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is sort of <laughs> dealing with some of those things, I guess. But so this will take – so yeah, but that's the end of Necropolis. This will very much take us right into the magazine. We'll be dealing with the fallout from Necropolis in the pages of the magazine as well as a bunch of other stuff. Um, Hmm. And I think it's good. Yeah, and that's just sort of like – but it's important to have this background, I think. Right. Yeah, well, I I feel educated. All right. Hey, listen. (laughs) Whatever is thrown at us, I think think I'll I'll be able to handle it. Awesome. So what do you – yeah, all right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that's the best we could ask for, for sure. <laughs> so what do you think about uh this Necropolis story? Like how did you how did you find this story? Well, I love the art. I kept uh throughout it I was just always blown away by that. Yeah. Um it seemed like it was more consistent uh, on artists, like so maybe one or two artists. Just, there, maybe, yeah, maybe just, a third. Just one artist the whole time through Color Sascara. He uh He's a he he created the initial look of dread and stuff and he, for nice. for me like there's sort of like he's one of the of the key dread artists I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I think there's people like there's def- there's maybe like a Brian Bolland or someone who um has a very like like American comic book style I think that draws this really mm-hmm. like like smooth official kind of dread I guess. Mm-hmm. But for me, because Iscara's style is a little rougher and stuff, it feels like almost a more realistic dread or something like mm. that to me. Right. His art yeah. style is really distinctive, and I think like having it be really consistent through this whole story is a real plus for this mm. epic. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The whole time I was really uh, blown away. So I d- liked that a lot. Um, I liked uh, the addition of, you know, these sisters. Just I find myself curious about, you know, the, the dead dimension and how things work there. Uh, oh, excellent. Um, yeah. But uh, we're going to yeah, learn about I, it pretty soon, actually. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, I said, um, I think I was mostly um, interested in, you know, this new this Kraken guy mm. and Dread kind of being left and then coming back to do his duty and then still coming around and saving the day. I found that as a protagonist kind of being uh, set a, sent away for a while and then coming back when, you know, the time calls for it. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah each time maybe, I find yeah. We should probably do like a, a supplemental primer about this dead man stuff now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. Just because you're interested and I definitely want to sort of fill in your information. Sorry. Sorry for yeah. interrupting. No, it's all right. Yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, I also really like that they are kind of sidestepping a lot of the common uh, movie tropes. You know, um, mm. is a lot of horror in this one, but it, a lot of it was like, there's ghosts in my head. And they're like, yeah, probably. Let's yeah. go and fix it. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I really did appreciate that. It kind of kept me uh, on my toes, kept me guessing. Uh, I've rested. I write a lot of stories, so I read a lot of stories and yeah. I've seen a lot of movies. And those tropes become so common that it was really refreshing to have someone, you know, uh, read something where they weren't falling for it. You know, it's um, very much I feel like that's my that that is I I we discussed before that is one of my favorite things about the Justice Department in, in Judge Dredd, that they they're aware that they're in this like they're in this sci fi space where anything can happen. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's aliens, there's witches like mm-hmm. there's ghosts, there's vampires, there's werewolves, there's like mm-hmm. like all the sci-fi stuff and all the fantasy stuff sort of mixed right. together. And so because yeah. of that they can't afford to ever say like oh that's crazy or mm-hmm. oh that's just the wind or no right. we've got to like you know like oh people are just disappearing. That's odd as opposed right. to like all right <laughs> like, we got to figure this out a little bit, you know. Right. Uh yeah, and also, I mean, just uh, the way they go about certain things as well. Just the way they uh, blew up the uh, that one uh, girl who was the link between yeah. the you know lady judges. Uh, I found I found that to be a bold move. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's very very no nonsense approach to this stuff. Like, right. You don't get far by like holding someone hostage when you're going up against mm. Judge Dredd. Like, right. He's, he's willing right. to make that choice. You know. Right. Nips it in the bud real quick. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. All right. Oh, man. I'm really excited for this, Eli. We've now – this is the end of our primer stuff. And next time we meet, we'll be talking about the actual Judge Dread magazine. And that's so fun. Um, we finally <laughs> made it there. And I can't wait to kind of uh, – to start this journey. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I've been primed, so I, yeah, it's it's perfect. Absolutely, yeah. Listen, <laughs> pump is ready now. Now let the thrills flow. That's what I, I want to say. <laughs> awesome. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed this trek into the history of Judge Dredd. We again reached the end, so now the magazine awaits. Um, until then, though, you can find Big Meg One on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at BigMegOne.com. Feel free to contact us at SpacePinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter. We're at SpacePinner2K. For everything else, look up SpacePinner2000 and we should be there. 
And then this episode was brought to you by Steve Green and the friendly folks at the 2080 Forums. If you like our show, why not join them by tossing a few coins our way over at patreon.com slash Cradleline. That's our podcast network. For your contribution, you can get a bunch of different rewards from episode notes to advanced releases of episodes to exclusive Q&As and modern prog episodes. Anything helps. Thank you for considering it. And then come back next episode as we at last arrive at the fabled shores of the Judge Red magazine. (laughs) We'll be talking about the history of this comic itself and then jumping right in with volume one, issue one of The Meg. It's going to (laughs) be oh so fun. It's going to be some Kenny Who. It's going to be some Chopper. We're going to learn about the history of Judge Death. And start one of the most important and famous Judge Dredd stories of all time, America. I'm really excited about all of it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely perked my ears up. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've t- we we've done all this stuff, so I hope I hope I've managed to make you enough of a Judge Dread fan in all this time that <laughs> <laughs> you're you're super excited to see all these different adventures we're going to be on. I, I yeah, think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, on the boat. I'm I'm in. All right, awesome, <laughs> cool. So everybody, look forward to that. And until then, I'm Conrad, there, Eli, and we are Big Neck One. Spawn Team. Four.